Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the Motherkind podcast with me your host Zoe Blasky where each week I chat about all things motherhood and well-being. My mission with this podcast is to help you reconnect to you, to feel happier, more joyful, calmer and that little bit kinder to yourself because I think life as a mum in this hectic modern world is hard enough as it is. I believe becoming the happiest, most alive version of ourselves is the most important and inspiring thing we can do for our children. Hi everyone and welcome to this week's episode. This one is brought to you in partnership with Sainsbury's and one of the mum-founded brands they are championing called Bloom and Blossom, which I'm sure many of you know and love. So in this episode, I interview the founders, Christina and Julia, who are not only absolutely lovely, but really inspirational and wise women. So we talk about the pressures of having five children between them and being entrepreneurs, how they handle the good and the bad days, their journey from kitchen table to becoming the incredible business that they are today. We also chat about guilt, of course, the juggle and the values that they bring to their parenting. And also exciting news because Sainsbury's are giving away 200 free full-size BFG hair and body wash from the Bloom and Blossom range, which Jessie and I absolutely love. Jessie actually hates having her hair wash. It's a bit of an ordeal in our house, but she seems to not mind it so much with this one. So it's definitely a product worth trying out. So all you have to do is go to my show notes on my website, motherkind.co, and you will see the steps that you have to take to claim your free full-size hair and body wash. A couple of things to note. It expires on the 31st of December. So if you're listening to this after that, then they're probably all gone and it's expired. And also there is a minimum spend for £25 of your online shop. So if you do a £25 online shop at Sainsbury's, you can add the body wash for free. But it's all on my website. It's super simple to do. I've done it myself. It's just adding it free to your basket. So I hope that you really enjoy that. And here is the episode. So Julia and Christina, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Really excited to chat to you about your journey and also you have five children between you. Yeah. So I think one of the big things we're going to get into is this juggle and how on earth we can show up for our dreams, but also show up for our children. Mm. So I think that's really important. But first of all, I wanted to say congratulations because your business is 10 years old this year. I know we can't quite believe that, can we? Which is just, I was reflecting on it this morning. It's such an achievement to be able to sustain a business and grow a business along with growing a family for that long. So I just wanted to congratulate you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. It's definitely been... A roller coaster, and we can't believe it's been that long. You know, in that time, we've had five children, we've office three times, we've done basically all those massive family milestones whilst also bringing a business to life and um, don't forget our other jobs as well yeah we're we'll getting so, into all of that. Yeah, there was there was, it, a, there was a there was a juggle there, reflecting and celebrating yourselves. To be honest, we could do better. Zoe, but we are good at it, but it is a conscious thought. We go, let's just stop. Let's just acknowledge that we've just won that account or we've just launched that new range or that feedback we got from, you know, a customer because the pace with which business works 
small businesses, huge businesses, whatever, is something that you have to be able to keep up with. But you must, must, must acknowledge those small wins, huge wins, whatever they are. It's like in life, isn't it? It's so easy. I call it the when-then game to just keep going. When we get that next year, yeah. then we'll be. Yeah. When that and it shouldn't be because be. I think the concept is of something, you know, you've got to make each day and each choice you make relevant to that day. So when you get to the end of the day, you know, you've ticked various boxes. You've had happy moments in that day. And so to acknowledge something really small, for me, might be a real win. But you're right, you don't always be chasing it. It's like you don't want to chase it, whether you're doing it as a parent or you're doing it in business, whatever that is. You know, acknowledge that that small spelling test was exceptional. Don't be focused on the exam in four years' time. Yeah. Or, you know, that small win for us or that incredible customer feedback. Don't be like... Ignore that. Let's aim for, you know, the next one. And for practice for doing that. Yeah. Do you know what? We have Julia's mum's, I think it's an antique. Uh, uh, definitely. An a antique. big dinner gong in the office. It and was passed down. It was, it's very antique. Yeah. That yeah. sounds very bad. And so we have this. <laughs> we have this massive gong. And there is a funny story behind that because Julia thought it was called a bong. So she, she announced announced on the uh, the team WhatsApp. I'm bringing a bong into the office, and we were to all to acknowledge like, the wins. This is going to be a great celebration. But I think as our team has grown, it's been a much more conscious thing to kind of stop and smell the roses, because as Julia said, the business is going at such a pace. It can seem like, oh my goodness. Amazing. We've sold out of our pillow spray because of an amazing like viral campaign. But the next thing is, right, how many doors can we get into? And I think it is kind of stopping and celebrating the small successes as they come along. And it's just team culture and the culture of Bloom and Blossom is integral to our growth. And I just think it's a real way of kind of building our staff and building our business values about so it's only been the last couple of years that we've A, been full-time on the business, but also started to grow the team. And a few years ago, we used to have, <laughs> we had these little like signs that said, ta-da. And whenever we did something between us, there was a moment, little or large, often large at that point, we sort of hold up our little ta-da sign as if to say, yes. So it's kind of replaced with a, with a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> to get tea on the table. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And do you, I'm always interested in this question when I meet successful women like yourself. Do you feel successful? Do you know what? I think we're so British about it. <laughs> we are. We're really lucky. You know, Julia and I are sister-in-laws. We've got a really close family and everyone, like my mum was head of transport for a while. Julius has been my brother's like somewhere on the board and it, he's company secretary. <laughs> yeah, company secretary. And I think for me, it's when I hear my mom or my sister telling someone else about the business and I'm like, Oh, is she talking about us? And this is quite external for you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel successful? Gosh, we're going to get into what defines success then, doesn't it? I think I I feel successful in the fact that I have made this choice. I made a choice to go into business with Christina. We made considered choices about where the business was going. We are achieving as we go. So I think success being defined as in a certain way, in inverted commas, is quite like, what is success Mm. for you? So I feel very successful that I'm happy. I'm happy at work. My children are happy. Um, Everyone's alive. You know, the juggle is completely real and it's chaotic. 
But I think my success is I have achieved success because I am very, very content and very, very happy with what I do on a 24-7 basis. Mm-hmm. I think being very British to that point is what do you define as success? A Lamborghini and all of that rubbish. That makes me feel like, oh, no, awful. How could you even think about it in that way? But I feel successful because I am content and happy. And I think naturally when people say, oh my God, you guys, you're doing so amazing. You're really disrupting the market. You know, people are sitting up to notice. We kind of go, oh, oh, thanks. And then move on to the next thing. I think we're doers rather than sit and like polishing our halos and Mm. going, oh, aren't we successful? Because there is always something else to go for. Mm. So how did it start then? Let's go back to the start. Many moons ago. So 10 years ago. 10 years ago. So I think one of the things that we'll be discussing in this podcast is we really and truly believe that the success of the business is because it's come from a really authentic place. We were pregnant. We were looking for... You were pregnant at the same time? Between the five babies that we've had between us, there has been some overlap, but Julia's son is the eldest, my nephew, uh, he's coming up to 10. And we really came out of that really authentic place of, we're pregnant, what do I use now? So we were used to shopping in Space NK, we used to investing into skincare, we knew about ingredients. And it was like, I'm pregnant, what can I use? And there were things on the market but they were either full of chemicals that you shouldn't be using, and certainly not when you're pregnant, or they were natural products, but they were very natural in the kind of green hippie sense of the word 10 years ago. Yeah. Now natural is like a hygiene factor. Everyone expects it. But back then it was um, a real USP of a we brand. You had to go to a health yes. store often, yeah. wouldn't you? And it probably wouldn't it work. And we were just like, why isn't there something on the market that looks really chic, that doesn't scream I'm pregnant, that works and is safe to use. And the packaging was really key as well. We were just kind of confused that suddenly we're pregnant. So everyone's talking to us in a baby voice or why do I want a product with a cupcake on it? it. Yeah. And yummy mummy and like really cute little names. And we couldn't find anything. We were like, well, let's make our own. (laughs) And I think that point of like speaking to her as an adult, like, what is that disjoint between she's pregnant and then suddenly the language changes, your taste doesn't change, your personality doesn't change. Yes, your shape does, thank goodness. But we just believed that she deserved to know exactly what was in the products, make it extremely clear. Inkeys are the ingredient listings on products and they're in Latin. And I think we're of a generation where Latin isn't really a core subject. And we just wanted to make it extremely clear, but also it should be sophisticated. It should look as good as your other skincare products. Just because you are pregnant doesn't mean you don't need all of that and you shouldn't have that on your bathroom shelf. So we started, however long ago it was, I can't really believe it, is. with a really a curated range of products that were suitable for pre and post pregnancy, but, you know, aimed at that pregnancy piece. And baby, yeah, there were a couple of baby products. We went straight in into Space NK and they ended up putting us in the whole estate and we did the pitch when I think Baxter was 10 days old, yeah. Julia's first baby. It was a moment. So they emailed as he was pretty much being born. <laughs> and for whatever reason, the slightly sort of post-baby moment, I emailed back and obviously failed to say I'm literally just given birth. And, and they said, we'd really like you to come in and see us. Um, they'd seen the products. They loved the products. They'd seen the products maybe a couple of months earlier. And 
I remember calling Christina and saying, they, they want to see us, and yes, it's fine, it's great, and push the date maybe 10 days the, later. The stitches will be fine by then. <laughs> and we went in, and it's such a wonderful story, because we came into London with this gorgeous bundle of newborn, with both our husbands and the boys then walked up and down Tottenham Court Road with Baxter, probably praying he wasn't going to wake up and need feeding. And Christine and I went in for this meeting with no mention at that point, clearly, that I'd just given birth, had this incredible meeting. They at that point said we wanted to take us into the entire estate. And at right... Every shop. Every shop, yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. And right at the very end, the buyer suddenly sort of said were you pregnant last time I saw you? And then it came out and she was like, okay. (laughs) And it was like, well, look, this is our brand. This is what we're creating to your point about being very authentic. I don't think you can get more authentic than that. Ran back down and um, rescued the boys. How did that feel for you though? Because I know how I felt 10 days post I think the breast pads were pretty pretty key to that meeting. Yeah. something you'd advise other women to do? No, because I think it's such a personal thing, isn't it? Like, you know, how... Let's talk about this, because a lot of people might be thinking, I'm thinking... I couldn't get my pyjamas for two weeks. No, I got straight so, back into my pyjamas. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. I don't know how that experience was for you, really. Yeah. I think ultimately we were so passionate about wanting to do this. Everything was a positive. I was very capable and wanting to go out and do the meeting. You'd obviously had not hugely traumatic birth. Um, about very traumatic birth, <laughs> yes. It has been quite an eventful birth. In fact, quite scary. But somehow... We were back in the land of the living, you know, maybe within a week. It was an empowerment thing for you as well, though. It wasn't like she was being dragged out against her will. Far from it. And I think because we did it and I was there with Christina together and the boys were outside. It's like we all just sort of went in. We all were there for the meeting in some capacity. And then I went back and got totally gone. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. And then, you know, considered the next few months of how we'd achieve all of it from the sofa Mm. and from the laptop. What was your mental health like at that point? Were you feeling quite good about yourself? Yeah, Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was. And I think... It's been such an incredible journey doing this together. Yeah. Like, I would not have probably, I mean, never say never, but I don't think I'd have been able to go into that meeting if I hadn't have had a partner. Yeah. No way. Sometimes I wish I had a partner on that yeah. Because yeah. someone else is then saying, supporting you. Yeah. And we know when each other, I mean, we know each other so well, you know, we finish each other's sentences, that kind of thing. But, but we know when well. the support's needed. So yeah. at that point, you know, if I was suddenly thinking, gosh, I'm feeling too good, Christina would have just known and carried, you know what I mean? It's sort yeah. of like the yin and the yang. It's um, definitely a double act. And, you know, I'm sure we'll come to this later in the podcast, but it's one of the main things when people say to me, they're setting up a business. I'm like, don't do it on your own. I think we get so much joy from doing this together. It's someone to be accountable to. It's someone to lean on. It's just that really empowering thing of being a double act and being a team and, and to be family on top of that. How do you manage the boundaries with that, though? As in, you are family. Mm. Yeah. Sisters. Are you sisters-in-laws first and then business partners second? Or yeah, is that now definitely. Into... It's morphed a lot. Yeah, it has morphed. Do you know what? We've never... You must have always got on, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. We've never really sat and set any boundaries, but by literally, the literal listing those boundaries. For us, or certainly the way I'm looking at it, from how we manage each other and ourselves and our relationship and business and everything... There is such a support piece. And as 
business partners or our sister-in-laws. We just know when the support is needed, whether it's of that portion of the day, I need Christina to be my friend. She takes that role. And when I need her to be my business partner and either push me on something or support me on a choice or whatever that is, she does it and vice versa. And I think that's where we don't need the boundaries listed in quite a sort of corporate way. Do you obviously have delineated roles, though? Yeah. Now we do. Now we do. We never sat out and went, right, you're doing this and you're doing that. (laughs) Because we had no choice. Because we did everything. So I was head of finance, probably head of operations slash delivery driver slash post office order <laughs> monkey and Julian actually took more kind of the marketing stuff but the key things in the business like NPD new product development yeah sorry new product development <laughs> retailer pitches and just kind of the strategic. strategic side of the business and the culture side is naturally from both of us and just going back to the boundaries bit I think the only time when we do have the boundaries is if we're meeting as family on the weekend well that's what I was asking do we don't talk about the business no because there's too much other stuff to go on. And, and it's usually our oh, children are cousins. They adore each other. They're mad as a box of frogs together. And it's just so nice. It's not to, time no. to conversate about. And there's other stuff to talk about. Have you ever had a fear? Because my husband's family are quite intertwined with right. each other's businesses. And sometimes it's worked out. Sometimes it hasn't. Mm-hmm. And there's been, not in our generation, but in previous generations, right. there's been like big rifts that have never got, Resolved. Yeah, we're Is that a fear of yours when you no. started, mm. or did you just? Know I think it was an external happens? fear. Yeah, I think people looking in would be like, "Is that the right thing to do?" People can't Is that believe sensible? we haven't had a massive no. bust up about stuff, but we just get on. But it's respect, though, isn't yeah. it? It's a value, it's a cultural value for us to have respect for someone else, listen to their point, absorb it, and make a conscious and credible and sensible decision. Yeah. You know, we've got strong personalities, but I'm not wishing to say whatever happened, you know, within family rifts. Of course, those things happen, but I think respect is hugely important in the workplace and in a friendship. And I think if you've got that core in your DNA that you have respect for someone, then you can have little blowouts and it's healthy and it builds the business, it builds a friendship. And did you have a sense when you started that you had those shared values? Did you ever at any point sort of discuss those? Or was that quite innate between you? Well, I think before the business, we spent most of our life drinking Prosecco and mm. hanging out at bars like most healthy 20-year-olds. <laughs> oh, yeah. But that kind of entrepreneurial spirit was always in both of us. And I think when it came to values... You know, as 20-somethings, we wouldn't really sit down and go, right, tell me your... See, I don't know. It's totally normal that you would sit down. Yeah. Like, tell what me your values? What are your values? Where do they lie? No, but... Because that's, that's what I do. It's just <laughs> been well, we very have, we, I think ultimately we've always had that underlying value of respecting others but you know we always have that little phrase that we say between us good things good people and it's yeah, ultimately and it's true it's true. So true and on the journeys we've both been on prior to creating bloom and blossom and even in the last 10 years you meet those people on that journey the whole way you know people you met 15 years ago and you were utterly of course 
hopefully utterly respectful to and, and appreciated and whatnot. You're meeting them again 10 years later in a different capacity. And they want to help you. And they yeah. want to help you. And I think we've always said from the beginning, I'm not averse ever to putting my hand up and saying, I'm sorry, I don't understand. Or I'm sorry, can I, not even I'm sorry. Just Don't get it. I don't get it. Or can you help me? And, you know, we're the first to be able to say, I'm good at this but I need support here or I'm, you know, let's hire sensibly now we're in a position to be hiring, you know, the team. But I think as you go along, I like to say that we've both helped people and supported them. And in turn, that will be good things, good people down the line and, and they'll support you. I think Zoe, that's been so true of our kind of progression to where the business is now. So we started out, as we've said, in pregnancy and then we bought out baby products mm-hmm. when we had babies and sleep products when we were sleep deprived mothers that started every day with how many hours did you get to then just having that you know our kids are now four to nearly ten and they'd be in the bath going I don't want to use that product says baby on it and I'm like well that costs a fortune so maybe let's squirt all of it down the sink darling (laughs) but then I don't want them to use the adult products either and that's where we really saw again that authentic thing of what do we want to use in our kids we want the same natural ingredients and the same efficacy of the products that we set out to do in our kind of premium end pregnancy skincare we want them for our kids and it was people that we'd met on the way on this journey of you help me I'll help you it's that good things good people that kind of really led us to the formulations and the amazing stores that we're in now so you were doing jobs let's get into the nitty-gritty of it. yeah we're doing full-time jobs yeah and you had these children presumably at points in that. Yeah. So how did you actually manage? <laughs> Were you doing this in the evenings? Were you doing this, you know, sat at your desk slightly on the on the side? I'm really interested in how you did that element and also how you were present in the in, family. In the family. Well, we've both kind of got different stories in. So I was working in the city up until I had my eldest daughter, Serafina, and in that time before I had Serafina working on evenings, working on weekends, and it was just getting the business going. And then I'd had Serafina, I'd left my corporate job and I was working on Bloom and Blossom from my kitchen table in my flat. Yeah, so I full-time, I was in PR. And I went off to have Baxter, you know, the story about just had <laughs> Baxter. And then, yes. and then in that six months maternity leave, um, I had an opportunity to change my full-time role in my glorious PR role and join editorial in magazine but it was a maternity cover and it was a slightly shorter week it was a great opportunity one of my best friends I was covering her and so again slightly shorter working week which meant all evenings one full day and weekends with a baby even painting the picture and then after a few months I ended up working on a job share, which worked out superbly. And it was a two-day week I did formally with the magazine and the rest of the time. And by this point, we're sort of going year on year on year and things are getting good that we're in more stores and we're out of Space NK and we're in John Lewis and we're in Liberty and so on. And then the realisation, you know, as we went through to the end of 2016, that we started 2017 full-time, clear-head, one business mind and it was refreshing yeah, yeah. and there was so much that happened how, in those years prior because i think so many mums and i know many listening have this desire to want yeah. to set up something mm. that fits more around the, you know i think that nine to five corporate five day mm. is an incredibly difficult 
model. Oh, it is so, massively. So I think so many people have the ambition to do what you've done. Mm. I think it's really important for people to hear the reality of it also, yeah. that you were doing both or, oh, or yeah. flavours of yeah. both. But also, Zoe, we didn't have... This business is... We've built it from the ground up with no one else's money. So we didn't have the luxury of just going, right, let's chuck in our day jobs and our salaries and go and work for free building this business. The reason it's taken 10 years to get where we are is because for the first seven years, we didn't pay ourselves. We had our real nine to five jobs. We know what that is and having kids and the mum gill and juggling time. It isn't easy but we were so passionately believed in this business. And, you know, we were making products that we wanted for our own children and we wanted for ourselves. And I think it's just that determination and belief in what we were doing and that got us through. it's so important for people to hear this. Yeah. Sometimes people say it to me, like with, you know, what I've done with Mother Kind. And if you look from the outside, it looks like in quite a short space of time, I've built this platform. Yeah. But, but the reality, reality is, is yeah. that I was consulting. Yeah. You know, all the while the business wasn't paying me. Mm-hmm. And as you say, the sort of tabs open and yeah. the different focuses. So how did you manage and how do you still manage things like overwhelm or stress or guilt? Do you experience those and <laughs> daily basis? <laughs> right now? Yeah, I think I think for me personally, the reality is all those things are gonna get thrown at you on a very regular basis you are going to be overwhelmed by potentially a business decision or a strategy or something that's out of your control. And I think as I personally sort of gain years and the experience, it is out of my control. So I can sort of see what we're walking into and have now an ability to sort of just take one deep breath and go, it's out of our control. We will sort it. Everyone Mm. is fine. Mm. Okay. And I think that's experience. really good perspective. Yeah. And knowing what's in your control. And what's, and what's out of my control. Do. Yeah, you know, without getting too deep on an emotional level. No, do I think that. that's, that's what we like But to I do think that. that's life. Yeah. I think yeah. over the t- over these last few years, we've, we've had a very... We've been through everything. We've been through every, You know, we've lost parents and the journey has been a roller coaster. And I think ultimately something major can be happening in business and we're just a bit like, we're all right, you know, and we'll make the right decision as a result. Yes, you get overwhelmed, but I think ultimately... You sort of breathe yeah. it through and, you know. And it's almost expecting that overwhelm. Yeah. It's like going to happen. It's business. Really it. like one of my favourite phrases is, your only problem is that you think you should have none. Yeah. And so yeah. often I think, mm. oh, I've got a problem. I'm like, of course I've got a problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I live in well, a our phrase world. is always, and we always do a little sort of nod to Ronan Keating on this point, <laughs> yeah. because life is a roller coaster. But often the communication between Chrissy and I is, I'm going to scream if you want to go faster, because we're on it. And, you know, we will have those moments of, yes, you know, if you think you're going to sit there and it hits you hard every time that there's a barrier or an issue that you're not going to get very far with it. And I think that just goes back to that having that partner in business. So we're going through a very heavy family trauma at the moment. And I missed my train last week and burst into tears and called Julia going, I'm not going to get to the meeting because I've missed my train because someone's wrong with me. And Jules was just like, Chrissy, just breathe. It doesn't matter. Just take a breath. Just think about it. It doesn't matter and I think it's really we're there to pick each other up all the time and I might be having the world's worst day and Julia that's her turn to be strong 
and the reversal and maybe give you a little way. a little song analogy or something yes, to lighten yes. the load I a bit of dinosaurs. we always say <laughs> we have these laugh or cry moments and you've got to just laugh and I think what we've learned the things that we used to get really stressed out about we laugh about now yeah and it is about just realizing life is too short like my mum always says she has that picture like James Brown print on her wall just saying don't sweat the small stuff and I think that's trying something that I'm trying to learn from my mum is just taking a pause because I am quite good at reacting at things instead of kind of digesting there's another thing I've learned from Julia like don't fire back at that email sleep on it you know, your great perspective. Yeah, she. That. Do you know what Julia is very good at? She doesn't yeah. need to fill the silence. She's very happy in a pause in a silence, and that's something I'm. Oh, it's such a skill. I'm it is. No, I'm not very good at that. Tool as well. Yeah. But I think perspective is a real thing. I'm probably processing it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh my goodness, yeah, something I'm really trying to, to teach my daughters as well. It is about resilience and just taking a breath. It's okay to feel like that. You know, how you were saying before, like, it's okay to have problems because everyone does and just sit in it for a little bit and then work your way out of it. And what about guilt? Because I know this is something that, you know, Mm. is is a huge thing when we think about successful mothers and, you know, is that something that you experience? Oh, yeah. I mean, our conversation on the Mm. way in this morning was I had to peel my seven-year-old off me this morning. She's crying. She wanted to come into London with mummy. She didn't want to go to school. No, she didn't want to go to school. She loves school. And I shouted at my four-year-old because she told me she wanted porridge and then she wanted shreddies and then she wanted porridge again and my husband's in New York and I'm trying to get everyone out the door on my own and you know first thing I said to Julia is oh I'm such a horrible mum and it is that guilt that I'm not picking them up from school every day but also I think now they're old enough now and I can kind of communicate to them you know why does mummy go to work so we can have nice holidays so we can have they they understand the process of you go to work to earn money but also you know, I've got two girls and I'm like, you can be anything that you want to be. And for them, it's very visual because... Well, they see that, they, you? Yeah, and, yeah, but also they see the products on the shelf and their friends use it at school. And, you know, they can pop down to Sainsbury's and there it is on the shelf. And they'll be like, my mummy did that and I helped her do that. And I think it's a really, really empowering message for our girls yeah. and, and I think the guilt changes as they grow themselves you know the obvious guilt is you know when they're so little and you're leaving them and you're putting them in whatever childcare works for your you know your family but you know for now at the minute I actually all three of mine are in the school day so actually between the hours of eight thirty and three thirty, yeah. they're in school mm-hmm. so you know yes there's a drop-off or something like that that doesn't start your day very well but ultimately within the capacity and care of being in school there's not much I can do I wouldn't be with them anyway but you know and I think it was a very conscious choice for Christina and I to choose an office that was near our family lives to move out so we're literally both equidistant so we're 15 minutes either way tops to our office which means we can nip out and do things that we always said we were not missing their childhood however hard we will work on this business and we will make it the success it deserves to be we're not missing nativities nativities of the sports day or the trumpet recital yeah my husband and i both work for ourselves yeah it is a huge benefit one of the reasons that i left corporate life is because i would have these meetings non-negotiable meetings put in my diary sometimes in like glasgow and i'd be like i don't want to go to that but in a corporate 
like you don't have that. And as, a, as a woman no. as well, I think you just always, however much we've come on as a society, you're always battling for your place at the table. Yes. Right? It's like, oh, she can't go. She's got to do nursery pickup. Yeah. We'll send someone who either hasn't who got gets kids. Opportunity yeah. At the table. yeah. So, you know, we're building a business to enable that flexibility and that flexi working that you mentioned earlier to be a reality because we want great people to work. We have great people. And, you know, when we hire further, we want more great people to be at the table. But we also appreciate and respect that there is also the give and the take of that. And we don't want to miss it. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Those moments that are everything to... We don't want our teams sitting there, like, resenting that they work for us because little Jimmy's got his school play and they can't go because they need to be shown to do an hours in the office. Like... Mm. It's a big thing for us, like, work smarter, like not longer. And I know that's the reality for the majority of people, probably. Yeah. But to me, it feels like that's the real... Yeah. So I think you've to, got to put the hours in, you've got to be seen to be yeah. seen. It feels it's, like an old yeah. way to me. But to answer your question, it is hard. And I think it would be very important to finish, once we finish this conversation, to realise that it isn't the easy option. Like, yes, it gives you a bit of flexibility that you can nip out and do sports day and be back in the office in an hour. But everything else that you comes with that... You might be that night. To, you know, the reality it. is, like you just said, you didn't just create this incredible brand. It's taken time. Well, as has don't exist anymore. No. That's right. the thing, you know... And you're not when switched I was in corporate off. Life, and I could put an out of office on, yeah. no, someone will right. pick it up. Correct. That's not, that doesn't happen. No, really. and I think as Christina and I have grown with the business and grown with the business relationship, we've accepted very, very happily that it is, you know, a choice we make. So, yes, we want to be able to have time off, but it's our business. And the reality is we'll put our out-of-office on to have a holiday in the summer but call me. What do we say? Call me if it's dire or fabulous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. because I mean, it's saying to me, "Want you then?" Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, you're one of your biggest. Customers. Yeah. You're going to be there for them. Exactly. We work with that mentality because it is hard, and, and we're accepting of that, and we yeah. kind of thrive well, on it. We've pulled out the stops with the people that have really invested in us. Like mm. you mentioned, Sainsbury's. You know, they took us on yeah. in this market that's dominated by big conglomerates. And we were just kind of this quite scrappy brand bringing in a new range for kids that didn't really exist. And they really invested into that. And so likewise, we've kind of moved hell and high water to do events and stuff like that. So just going back to good things, good people and helping people along the way. So for people who, and I know so many mums have these ideas because the market, I still think it's wide open, yeah. more brilliant products like yours in every category mm. what are some of the big things we've already talked about not doing it alone and yeah. i'm hearing that actually it's <laughs> interesting i've been thinking about this recently but also i've already heard that this morning but are there any other things that you would share you know across this 10 years of building this amazing business look the product is absolutely integral so whatever that product is, whatever the choices you're making whatever it is you're bringing into the world it has to be the best. There has to be a need for it. You have to be ring fencing maybe a problem and creating a product as a solution. It has to resonate. It can't just resonate with one person in a room. It's got to resonate with a good portion of people. I would in the say room. that on that. Do your research. Yeah. We've come up with ideas. I won't say them because Julia might bring them out at one point. <laughs> We've had ideas for products that we have thought 
are amazing. And we're like, oh my goodness, this is going to be like a global phenomenon. And then we've done research groups on it and people haven't got it. And we're like, but it's so obvious. Like, you must get it, but they don't. And it's kind of having the humility to kind of say, I thought that was a great idea. But if nine out of 10 people don't get it, then it's not quite right. But this can be quite a double-edged sword because what I see in some clients that I help get businesses on the ground is is using research as a procrastination tool. Mm. So I think think there's a little bit, there can be a little bit of a double-edged sword there where people spend years researching. Yeah. And I can't Oh gosh, we haven't got time for years. We're talking maybe a few few hours. Six weeks. Sometimes, and that's what's great about the world these days mm. is that you can access billions of people through Instagram yeah. or instantly. Yeah. Which we didn't have 10 years ago. Yeah. And I'd say another really key piece of advice is don't be scared to say that you don't understand something and ask for help. Yeah. All the way through this. I mean, I came from a corporate finance background. Julia came from a fashion PR background. Like we weren't chemists, but we had a really clear vision of what we wanted to do. And we were not scared to ask for help. And we weren't scared to get our hands dirty either. So we rolled our sleeves up. We have done every job known to man in this business. You know, being the founders and being a bit more of the face of the brand now. You know, we're still off to the post office and like emptying the bins at the end of the day and stuff. And that's a truism of life, isn't it? Particularly yeah. It's not being afraid to ask for help. Yeah. When did we get this idea that we have to have all the answers mm. about parenting or business or yeah. marriage or no. whatever it is? I think the reality is our parents didn't have the answers. If they didn't work it out, yeah. how are we yeah. going to do that? Yeah. Right? Exactly. You know, and it's and I think we're always so conscious of saying it's so it's different for every person. So if there is someone out there thinking they have an idea, you know, if you believe in that idea and you are ready for the graft and ready to put your all into it it's a hundred percent possible but you have to really believe in it i think that's just a a really clear thing to kind of get through because it is hard yeah yeah i i mean my passion for motherkind is like nothing's going to stop me but i can see how if i didn't have that i would have given up yeah we had a meeting yesterday and the three people at the table completely new to the business completely new to this country and any understanding of what if they had an understanding of what Boom Blossom was. And clearly, although it says just Christina and I talking about how we talk about it, you could see them like, we, we get it, we get it. You're, yeah. you're so passionate. And they were like, sold. He said sold in two minutes. Because I think ultimately we're talking about us. We're talking about us as parents. We're talking about us, uh, what we're feeding into our children's lives, you know, that important piece. It's, and it's the same as we've gone through varying business meetings and pitches. I remember our first pitch with the Sainsbury's buyer. He took the products and gave it to his daughter. And the email came 48 hours later with, come in, we need to have a conversation with you. Because the feedback was there from the front line. The daughter loved it, got it, used it, and it worked. It was like, well, you can't do anything with that. He has to say, you know, let's follow this through. And I think that, you know, those moments of the passion, you've got to be passionate because the hard work is coming. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. We're coming to the end, but there's a couple more things that mm. I wanted to ask you. One is what you've learned about yourselves as mothers through this. Have you had any big, you know, we talked about asking for help and mm. modelling values. Is there anything else that you've really learned about yourself? Yes. I think for me, when I am in, I'm always a mother. I will always be a mother. But when I am in mother mode, like, so 
first thing in the morning, dropping them at school, da 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 da, after school, even if it's the last sort of hour and a half of the day, definitely at the weekends, I am present mm-hmm. with them. Will you have your phone on you? I will, but I'll ignore it. That's impressive. Because it can wait, right? If yeah. you're calling me three no. times, Zoe, Absolutely I will pick it up can. to you because there's clearly an issue and you need me. But if it's a WhatsApp or a whatever, really a gazillion, no, no, no. Yeah. yes. So I think it was something that my mum taught me. It was something she said to me, whatever you're doing, never have the guilt of feeling that you're not doing enough with the children, but when you are with them, be present Mm. and there is nothing a better feeling of sort of zonking in front of I don't know strictly on a Saturday night with the kids or whatever it is and just being in the moment Mm. that would just be the worst if you were then not watching it it's I find that and I do that being present because it's a guilt eraser for me because I've read all the studies sorry look you can't see it's not but I put a bracelet on every morning that says be present (laughs) (laughs) that's two things today Zoe because you're not doing anything very well if you're not. So I'm not answering that email cleverly and thoughtfully if I'm doing something with the children. I'm not, mm. obviously, if I'm answering the email, I'm not doing anything with the children yeah. either. So I'm, dare I use the word, I'm failing on both accounts. Yeah. So not answering an email or not answering a WhatsApp is not failing. It's just, I'm, it's not what going so anywhere. It's so amazing and it, and it helped me with guilt and all of that stuff is that all the studies that I've read and all the amazing child psychologists, children only need, right, half an hour to an hour of your absolute yeah. focus and presence mm-hmm. to feel seen, loved right. and heard, which That's is kind awesome. of astounding, yeah. but that real, like, connection, like looking into their eyes, yeah. holding their feelings, but- being with them, that's really sort of what we need to be doing. I think it's far better to be doing that than being eight hours with our children yeah. and totally distracted yeah. and on and on. Exactly, and- but that is at the heart of everything we're creating as our business. You know, we have created these products. Yes, the products for pregnancy are giving you that moment, that bonding time, you know, rubbing the creams into the pump and all of that. Same with the baby, you know, a newborn baby, a six-month-old baby, creating that time with them, the massage, routine. Routine. Take it nice and take it to the children. So, so I find I'm on Jessie's eye level. Yeah. So I get on the floor. Correct. And, and it's you like are. an intimacy. Yeah. And then taking that into the bedroom when they're that little bit older and snuggling in bed and reading with them and switching off. If I can, my dream is to get home as they're in the in the bath. I get my pyjamas on. I'm that woman that gets her pyjamas on as soon as she can. Pyjamas on. So when I get in bed with them, my switch off begins. My switch off doesn't begin when I get and downstairs. Do you have your phone in the bedroom? I don't know. My phone's in my handbag in the hallway at that no. point. I think we're yeah. quite good at stepping away. So, so you can't get yeah. me between getting home no. and maybe 8.30 because I'm, yeah. I'm reading... So Barry with the fishy fingers as I was last night yeah. or whatever it is it's sort of my husband owns his own business as well and he is on all the time but on the weekend his phone it's stays awesome. at home so we're out I mean it drives me mental because if I lose them in the park or something I can't find him because he doesn't, have, his, he doesn't have it on no, him he won't have it on him at all and that thing about being present I think that is a really good way to manage the guilt. And like you said, it's only half an hour, but I definitely didn't make this up. But some psychologists I read somewhere was there's three like really important times to have that time with them. And it's as they wake up in the morning, when you get them from school and just before bed. And if you can have those as positive, engaged, tech-free moments, 
you're doing something right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So let's just talk a little bit because as part of this, we're going to be gifting a product. Mm. So I just wanted to get a little bit more info on BFG yeah. Hair and Body Wash. So tell us a bit about that because if people are listening, they can go and click on a link and we're actually offering that free for people to sample the product. Yeah. So well, tell us a bit about that. It is one of my favourite products. Our collaboration with the Roald Dahl Story Company really came That's from. Cool, isn't it? Yes, yeah, really cool. It really was, cool. It was, a, it was a moment. We were we along that day. Yeah, we always say we'll write that in the book. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't written a book, but <laughs> it was a moment. But it really came again. I know I keep saying that these products came from an authentic place, but it's because they really did. So our kids, you know, they're junior age children. They're kind of just starting school. And we were looking for products to use for them. We knew we were bringing a range out. And we have a baby sleep pillow spray that all our children use. They love it. keeps their dreams. I love it too. (laughs) Thank you. And one of the children said, Mummy, it's like the BFG when he blows dreams onto the pillow. It's spraying magic dreams onto the pillow. And just this light bulb moment when, and we have this strong belief in routine and bath, book and bedtime. We were looking for an author to support us on that journey and we were just like should we give them a ring you aimed quite high we aimed quite so high, we aimed quite yeah. high. <laughs> because you've got to ask yeah. you said before what can, what's the worst that can happen I'm they'll so, go no yeah. we'll so put the phone down yeah and it's just being yeah. brave i think being brave is a really yeah. important thing they in got business it. They as got well it immediately they got the everything about they loved the brand that existed you know our bloom and blossom as a brand already the ethos behind it the philosophy made in the uk is made really in important the UK, small business and so on and then the minute we talked about it as the bedtime routine the importance of that time with your child the importance of allowing them to switch off taking away blue screens talking about bath and then reading and then the bedtime piece they were like, yes, come in. But I think it's really important to point out these products, they're on the supermarket shelf. They cost £4, but they're paediatrician approved, they're dermatologist approved, they're safe for eczema prone and sensitive yes, skin. My girl's got eczema. We have the most amazing feedback from mums that are like, my child's five, she's never had a bubble bath because a bubble naturally is a chemical. She's had a bubble bath for the first time. And we have this gorgeous email quite recently from someone who using our very hungry caterpillar moisturizer on the backs of their child's ears and they said he can't wear anything that goes over his head because his ears are such bad and it just blood everywhere mm. and she was just sending us the most beautiful photos just saying look at him he's got a t-shirt on so yeah that is a long story of where the bfg hair and body wash came from but yeah, so it's part of a range of products. So we did something that was all be about great. bedtime. Yeah, bedtime, bedtime. So routines. bubble baths and shampoos, and then the piece de resistance, the hero in the range, is that final pillar spray. As soon as we'd launched BFG, we were asked for the next one, and then we launched Matilda. And again, you know that ownership of that end of day. My three children do it slightly differently. My son likes me to spray it. And then that's our moment. And we've had our time reading together and we've talked about his day. And then the final, final piece is the spraying of the pillow. And we have a little chat about what he's going to dream about, what his plans are. Mm. It's It's that real teaching them that mindfulness from such a young age. Well, I use a pillow spray for myself every night. And And your sense is that's bedtime for you. It's just that ritual and routine. So I always ask the same question at the end. I ask you both. Which is, if you could give just one gift to all the mums in the world, what would it be and why? I know what it would be for me. I think we can all agree as 
humans, never mind parents, that a good night's sleep. You stole my night, my gift. (laughs) I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, anyone out there, if you've had a bad night's sleep, you are not on your game. You are snappy. You are tired. Everything's wrong in life. The coffee's cold. It's It's a really terrible way to start your day. You've got no perspective on anything. This affects everything. You feel terrible. You get to three o'clock and you're wanting more coffee and more biscuits and whatever. To have had a good night's sleep and to wake up and feel like you can tackle whatever that day looks like. It might be a good day ahead of you. It might be a challenging day. But if you've got that bank... You know, I tell you what I'd add in to that would be an occasional lion. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, you remember before that kind of when you used to go to bed and the excitement of knowing you just didn't need to get up whenever you needed to get up. I think that would be like Christmas gift added on. So that would be like <laughs> yeah. a silly bonus. <laughs> That's a bonus. That's Have I stolen yours? Yeah, and you did two really good ones. So I think I would go back to the kind of the gift that my mum gave to me, which is just really that advice of don't sweat the small stuff and like does it really matter and just trying to take a step back from whatever that chaos is in the moment and just have some perspective on it and just be like does it really matter it's still a journey for me to not sweat the small stuff so if I could give that as a gift to people that would probably be it yeah I'm trying to I'll give you sleep and then you can give yours to yourself there you go so that's it thank you for listening to the episode i hope you really enjoyed it and if you did please do leave a review on itunes it does make a massive difference to the number of mums that we can reach with this content if you were listening to that episode thinking about one of your friends that they might benefit from what we were chatting about then just tag them in on instagram my bio will include the link to the podcast so they can find it really easily from there people often tell me they're desperate to share it with their friends so if that's you then please do i feel like the guests that we have on the podcast their wisdom just deserves to be heard far and wide so help me make that happen i'd be very grateful And also, if you want to send me any comments or thoughts about the episode, then please pop over onto Instagram at motherkind underscore Zoe. And also just to let you know about my coaching. So I do work one-on-one with mums on my programme, which is a three-month programme called Reconnect to You. So if you want to work with me on taking your power back in any area of your life, then please do get in touch. Just drop me an email, zoe at motherkind.co or look on the website, www.motherkind.co. That's it. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care.